This is the message from Connection Community Church for Sunday, January 21st, 2024. Hope, patience. Good morning, Connection Church. Good morning. Kind of tested your patience there a little bit, didn't it? Yeah, everybody get a little antsy. Well, good morning. Isn't this just a great day? Sun's out. Yeah, the parking lot's fairly cleared, and it's what, 22 degrees, right? Yeah, great day. So, um, during this month of January, we're spelling hope. First week, we uh, looked at H, and that stood for, for uh, holy. Last week, we looked at the, uh, the O, and that stood for obedient. This morning, the P in hope is going to, we're going to talk about patient, <laughs> which we just tested. <laughs> Good morning, Connection Church. Morning. My name... Hello. My name is Carrie Jones. I'm Alan Jones. And we are two sinners who have been saved by the grace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Thanks so much for joining us today. We also have a whole lot of people online. So glad that you're joining us, too. We are so grateful for the technology that we have and our team that runs it all. Thank you, guys. Tech team, you're awesome. Because when I was on my mission trip last week... And Did you I was, complete your mission? I was worshiping the sun in the sun. I was laying there watching the service. And so blessed to be a part of church even when I couldn't be here. For those of you who may not know, I had a quick getaway with some friends uh, that I hadn't seen in 25 years. And we kind of grew up together in our spiritual life. We were on the same church. We raised kids together. We did everything. And so we met in this mission field called Putacana. <laughs> Quick weekend, suffering for the Lord. But anyway, it was great. And it was, um, it's nice to be home. So let's go ahead and get started and we'll pray. Would you pray with me, please? Almighty God, thank you so much for today. Thank you that we all made it here. Thank you for those at the earlier service. Thank you for the Bible Buddy experience that follows this service, for the youth that will gather tonight for Absolute Basics. Thank you for online worship. God, we're just grateful. And now settle us in wherever we are. Remove any distractions so that we can really give you some time, God. Because you're, you deserve that. You deserve our undivided attention. And so we thank you for what we can learn from Scripture. We praise you. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, everybody agreed and said, Amen. Amen. Patient. Patient. It's an adjective. The Collins Dictionary tells us that when we're patient, we stay calm and do not get annoyed. For example, when something takes a long time or when someone is not doing what you want them to do, waiting doesn't ruffle your feathers. You, you don't sweat the small stuff. Yeah. You can allow things to unfold at their own pace. You never seem to be in a hurry. If the situation requires you to take your time, ah, you take your time. Don't hurry, be happy. (laughs) 
There's uh, a professor of Holy Apostles College. His name is Donald DeMarco. And he wrote this. He says this, patience, perseverance, and perspiration. Yeah, the trifecta. Patience, perseverance, and perspiration form a trilogy that is a reliable formula for success. Now, we actually see this in scripture. If you look at Psalm chapter 27, verse 14, we find this. Wait for the Lord. Be strong and take heart and wait for the Lord. Wait for the Lord over and over again in scripture. That's what we're told. That's what we read. Wait for or wait on the Lord. But there's a problem. And here's the problem. We aren't very good at waiting, are we? Part of that's because we live in a culture that, that isn't good at waiting. We live in an instant, get it now, get it today world. We were talking to Barry as we were preparing this message this week. And he said um, that he ordered coffee pods and detergent off of Amazon in the morning one day. And they were on his step that afternoon. That's crazy, isn't it? Golly day. You know, with Valvoline, you drive in with your car, you stay in your car. 15 minutes later, your oil's changed, you're on your way. 15 minutes. But I'll bet some people are going, come on, come on. I got, they want it to be 10, you know? They say patience is a virtue. You maybe have heard that. Patience is a virtue. <laughs> Who needs patience when you get something immediately or quickly, or at least by the very next day? Come on. This is not new for a lot of years. We've had instant this and instant that, instant food, instant beverage, instant coffee. Ugh. Anyway, instant oatmeal, I do like that. Ugh, ugh. Um, instant pudding, ugh. it's okay. More recently, how about beyond the food? We have instant approval of a loan. That feels a little scary to me. Whoa. Uh, we go to the doctors and we expect instant results from tests. We live in a no-weight world. Say no-weight world. world. Yeah, we live in a no-weight world. And it seems that things are, our waiting time a lot of times is less and less because of things that are happening and we still are so impatient. No-weight world. Think about communication. Um, virtually instantaneous. Uh, back when I was a kid, back in the 60s, you, you had your house phone. Rem uh, maybe some of you remember. You had the house. There was no, not even an a, a answer machine. It was the phone. If somebody called, you weren't there. You know what they did? They called back later. They tried you again. That's the only choice they had. You know, um, we didn't have cell phones. Then uh, uh, check this out. Like, um, on Saturday morning, you left, I don't know, 8, 8.30 on your bike, and you came back at 5.30 for dinner, right? You remember that? Or maybe you'd stop in for a quick sandwich and then off again, you know? We, did, we weren't in constant communication. We weren't, oh, I got to be in touch. We weren't in, in touch like that. When we were dating in the 70s, yeah, 70s. Um, and we, we got engaged. I told her, okay, here's the, here's the option. 
when I was thinking about getting engaged. I can continue to call more frequently. Because remember, you paid every call. Remember, you long were, distance. You went to grad school. I was in grad school out in Indiana. And so it was a long distance call every time I called. I can call you. But if, if, we, if you want to ring, it's going to be once a week, not more often, because that's all I could afford. I was in school. Can you imagine once a week because it costs anybody? Does that even make sense today? It, it doesn't. I mean, this is unbelievable. You know what we did to communicate? Ah, we wrote letters. I still have them. We probably should burn them. Um, um, <laughs> compare that to today. Phone, uh, cell phones, instant communication at all times, all places. To, when Carrie was away, you know, on that mission trip, she was able to, you know, keep, keep in touch with what was going on here. And, you know, in some ways, it's not a bad thing. It's kind of good in some ways. But, you know, you also have to wonder. You know, when you see a family out, say a family of four, and all four of them are at the table with their phones, and I don't think they've called each other. You know what I'm saying? Um, uh, no judgment here because we're guilty over Christmas. There were uh, four of us in a room, and I saw all four. It's just instantaneous, uh, instantaneous communication, though, creates a lot of pressure, doesn't it? When somebody calls, don't you, don't you feel that you just have to respond as quickly as possible because they expect it? Got to respond to that text. So hold, hold on. Yeah, I don't care what you're in the middle of, basically. You've got to ignore, um, interrupt whatever it is. You, I don't know. This thing gets some crazy. Some people, some of you might be better with those boundaries. I'm not. So it, I do feel pressure from that connection that we have. But I also like it because I came home and I was caught up on my email because I never lost contact with my job. So what's the point of all this? Well, the point is we do live in a no-wait world. But here's the thing. Waiting isn't necessarily a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. There's value in not getting things right away. There is value in deferred gratification. Back in the 60s and 70s, there was a guy at Stanford University, Walter Mischel, and he conducted a really important study that became known as the marshmallow experiment. Anybody heard of that? Yeah, the marshmallow experiment. They took some four-year-olds, they were given a marshmallow, put right in front of them, and they had two options. First, the first option was ring a bell at any point to summon the experimenter and then eat the marshmallow. Option two was wait until the experimenter returned about 15 minutes later, and then they got two marshmallows. Small instant reward or bigger deferred gratification. So Michel found out that the children who were able to wait longer, they had this certain um, distraction techniques for themselves. And what was really interesting is that they tracked these kids who were able to, uh, who were involved in this experiment into their teen and adult years. And those who were able to wait longer as four-year-olds demonstrated 
more advantage over their peers when they were older. They had higher SAT scores. They had more social competence. They were more self-assured. And they were also rated as being a bit more mature, able to cope with stress, able to plan ahead, able to use reason a little bit more. They were less likely to have impulsivity. I think there's a lot of impulsivity around. Less likely to be impulsive, aggressive, even hyperactive. There appears to be some value in delayed gratification. Maybe the instantaneous has some drawbacks. Maybe there's some value in waiting. Hmm. Emily Fauna's back, who's a nutrition therapist, shares this. We live in a time where we are led to believe that everything should be convenient, fun, and easy. That's actually the opposite of what cultivates hope and actually causes hopelessness. When things take time, which they will if they are worthwhile. When things take time, and they will if they are worthwhile, we blame ourselves for, for just not being good at it since we were thought, taught that we should get what we want when we want it, and results should happen fast. We feel that we feel powerless and lack belief that we can truly get where we want to go. That's not to say that pursuing things that are worthwhile can't also feel fun and even easy. But more often than not, it will require perseverance and determination. See, Fonz back made the connection here that we're talking about this morning. The connection between hope and perseverance and determination. The, 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 the connection between hope and patience. When I look over my life and I think about the things that I probably appreciate most, there are things that I had to work for, that I had to pray for, I had to... Um, they weren't things that I got instantly. And so there is value. We find in Romans chapter 8, that's in the New Testament, the Apostle Paul wrote about living in the flesh and living in the Spirit, capital S. That is living in the Holy Spirit. And he says that if we live in the flesh, we die. But by living in the Spirit, we live. It brings us life. He says that our present sufferings, and we all have present sufferings, they're not worth anything compared to the waiting of the glory that we as believers will experience when we see God face to face in his glory. Wow. Paul talks about in chapter 8 that the whole creation groans like pangs of childbirth, groaning for the glory of God, for the anticipation of Christ's coming. And in that, we can be hope-filled, not hopeful. Hopeful is like, I'm, I'm full of hope like I wish. Hope-filled is a sure and certain thing. It's not a maybe. And so we can be hope-filled that 
Jesus cared enough to go all the way to the cross for us, and it's in that that we are saved. We, we receive salvation when we say, okay, Lord, I believe you're the leader of my life. I confess that I can't make it on my own. Guide me, Lord. And so we have this hope of new life, eternal life, promised at the resurrection of Jesus Christ that day 2,000 years ago, Jesus who defeated death itself. Amen. And our death, even though our mortal bodies will go, it's not a done deal because this life is temporary. We have a beautiful life here on earth, even in the midst of our struggles, but we have a forever life in eternity, in glory. Paul says that hope that is seen is no hope at all. I mean, who needs hope for what we already have? Hope, what we hope for, what we don't have, it's like faith. Faith in what we don't see yet. But we have this blessed assurance that God does deliver. It may not be what we think and what we want, but God is a promise keeper and does, he's sovereign. He's on the throne. And so we are asked, we are called to wait patiently, to wait on the Lord. We're talking about hope and patience. They go hand in hand, hope and patience. Mm. And so we wait. To be patient, to be impatient. I remember when I was a kid, like seven, we... Spent our summer vacation down Ocean City, Maryland. I grew up in Newark, so it's about 120 miles, maybe. It's a little better than two hours. We go two hours today, what, like down to D.C. or something. That's, that doesn't seem like much, but at age seven, that's forever. You know, you, you get to Rehoboth, that are we almost there? Yeah, not hardly. You know, it is... But I was thinking of something else that's a little bit more immediate. Because on my shoulder, I have to call Monday for an MRI. Anybody here ever had an MRI? I had one when I, I think it was when I had to get my knee done. You go in that tube, right? You got this button in your hand, the let me out button. And I get claustroph a little claustrophobic. And my elbow hit the side of the tube. Gosh, I mean, you talk about impatient. I could not get out of that tube fast enough. You all know what I'm talking about here? Yeah, so MRIs will really test your patience. And you got another one coming. Pray for me. Let's pray right now. No, <laughs> no I seriously, yeah, it takes prayer for me because, because they'll say, you're almost, well, you're almost done. <laughs> That's at 25 minutes, and it's a 45-minute. You're almost, To me, almost done is a minute or two. It's not 20 minutes. They do not help patients. Anyway, that's all I'm going to say. You can start talking. You know, as we get older, though, and we experience <laughs> life, and we do experience waiting, we begin to understand that there is some value in it, despite this world that we live in that's so quick and moving that we know that there is some value in waiting and patience, and it has to do with hope. I'd like to read Psalm 130 to you. 
Out of the depths I cry to you, Lord. Lord, hear my voice. Can you hear like David like stomping his foot? It's okay to do that. Lord, come on. God's shoulders are big enough for that. Let your ears be attentive to my cry for mercy. If you, Lord, kept a record of sins, Lord, who could stand? But with you there is forgiveness so that we can with reverence serve you. I what? I wait for the Lord. My whole being waits. And in his word, I put my what? Hope. I wait for the Lord more than watchmen wait for the morning, more than watchmen wait for the morning. Israel, put your hope in the Lord. For with the Lord is unfailing love and with him is full redemption. He himself will redeem Israel from all their sins. Mm. So in our lives, we experience a lot of waiting, don't we? Yeah. The other day when I slipped on the ice in my driveway, I, I hurt my, I got some shoulder injury there. You know, it's ironic. I, I was going out, I had to shovel my hand because I was going to clear the sidewalk so nobody would slip on it and hurt themselves. <laughs> so I slipped in the driveway and got this anyway. So we went to the ER here in Middletown. And have you ever been to the ER over at the uh, main hospital? <laughs> you know what? It's never quick, is it? They service a lot of people. They service a lot of people. Yeah. But, so here we were expecting a bit of a wait. You were. I, I took my my backpack. I had my computer. I had all this work. It's like, oh yeah. I I even went into this place where they had a little table and a plug. And I'm like, yeah, I have I have a lot of time. Yeah, I was thinking I'd get a good nap. We were pleasantly surprised that we were in there less than an hour and a half. It's like, wait a minute, I didn't get to get my stuff done. Yeah, so I left her and I came back two hours later. And, <laughs> but, you know, but the thing about that waiting room, there's one side for the, I think, the go in and get an x-ray and leave side. And then the other side is the, it must be heart stu uh, stuff. I'm sick. Uh, uh, yeah, the stuff, I've, I've really got something serious here. Thank goodness we were on the get quick the x-ray and leave side because the other guys had been there a long time. And I think they were running out of patience. I don't know. I saw someone kind of staring at us as we were walking out. And I felt bad for people. But anyway, oh, well. we wait. We wait. We wait. We wait to hear if we get that promotion. We wait to for a table in a <laughs> restaurant. What do you mean I have to wait 30 minutes? I'm going to go find someplace else. We wait for that baby to come out. <laughs> take in his or her good old time, day two, whatever. Okay, just take it out. I mean, we, we wait. We wait for results from medical things that can be really serious. We wait for biopsy results. Boy, that's hard, isn't it? We wait. We wait. In this crazy world, we wait for brighter days. In this upside-down world, we wait, we hope, for a kinder, gentler time. As Christians, we wait for the Lord's return. Last week, we closed with a song that I actually sang out loud on the beach. It was called Wait on You. It is just such a, a meaningful 
song, the lyrics um, go like this. I'm going to wait on you. I've tasted your goodness. I'll trust in your promise. I'm going to wait on you. There's really no reason to do otherwise, is there? (laughs) Because we really don't have much choice, do we? (laughs) So we patiently wait on the Lord. Our whole being waits. Patiently. Challenging as that is. And, 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 And in his word, we put our hope. Old Testament scripture from Isaiah that we often share at funerals. In fact, we shared it at one just this week. It's a scripture that focuses on God and how God never tires or gets weary, on how God, in fact, gives strength to the weary, how God increases the power of the weak. Isaiah chapter 40, verses 28 through 31, and then a little add-on, chapter 41, verse 10. Do you not know? Have you not heard? The Lord is an everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary, and his understanding no one can fathom. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Even youths grow tired and weary, and young men stumble and fall. But those who hope, I love this, those who hope, in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. Chapter 41, verse 10. So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Hmm. That's just a glorious scripture, isn't it? I love that scripture. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. There's that word hope that we've been talking about, hope. And that's how the New International Version of Scripture translates the Hebrew word kava. Kava is what you find in the Hebrew. And and in this version of Scripture, it's translated hope. But it's, it's more, it's a, you know, a lot of those words have a lot of shades of meaning, more than just that strict little shade of hope. And we see this when we look in the English Standard Version as opposed to the New International Version. If we look at the English Standard Version of Scripture, the, this word kava is translated as weight. And so we, we have the, um, uh, we who wait for the Lord, not hope, we who wait for the Lord. So in one version you have hope, the other you have wait. So there must be a connection between those two. It's, it's one word's translated both ways. And, and you see that connection, hoping and waiting. And, and then if we jump from Isaiah 40... And look at a totally different book, totally different scripture. Jump from Isaiah 40 to Psalm 40. The first verse in Psalm 40 uses the same word, kava, but here it's translated, waited patiently. The NIV says, 
I waited patiently for the Lord. He turned to me and heard my cry. You see the connection here between the hope and the wait and the patient, all in that one word, kavah. So by very nature, by very definition, hope is associated with patience and with waiting patiently. They really do go hand in hand, especially when we're working with or when we're waiting for God. I try all the time to alter God's timetable. <laughs> God sometimes has appeared like, really, this waiting? Are you kidding me? And there have been times when I feel like God's a very last-minute God. But God is always right on time. Always on time. God is perfect, and his timing is perfect. Always. There's a professor, his name's Robert Kolb, uh, from Concordia Seminary, and he writes this. We wish for what we know to be the best, confident of our own judgment. What kind of craziness is that, by the way? Our own judgment and estimation of the situations in which we find ourselves. A popular Christian song of a generation ago suggested God is, from our perspective today, so often late. But come to find out, God is always on time. God has reckoned our schedules from time before time began, and our loving fathers had plenty of time to reschedule what befalls us if it places us beyond his reach. Patience brings with it persistence. It does not sit idly by and do nothing. It is active in taking care of those around us despite less than ideal conditions which frustrate our best efforts and make us long for speedy and fully effective improvements. So I just want to share God's story. Dave Ely. You know what I'm going to say. Dave's our finance chair. So in our disaffiliation from the United Methodist Church, we had to redo our loan with the bank. And our loan, when we went to redo the loan, it's like there's no redo. you got to start over because you're a new entity. And it's like, what? And we have a low interest rate, like 2.9, 2.9. Wonderful. And they're like saying, oh, in a new entity, it's a brand new loan, so we're going to do 8 or 9%. It's like, oh, whoa, this, this is not good. So this has been going on for months. Like we're talking to the bank and they're not getting back to us. And we're like, okay, this month we pay 2.9 again, our mortgage. And it's like, okay, great. And, you know, we're feeling a little nervous and not hearing. Because oh, there are deadlines on this. There's loan. deadlines. And so then it's Christmas. The whole bank is shut down. You know, the loan, this department. Okay, we'll do another two, a month of 2.9. This is great. And, but we're, there's some anxiety. Well, we just got an email that they are working on it, but for now, we just keep paying 2.9. It's like, oh my goodness, this waiting, we wanted things to go quick, quick, quick. It's working in our favor. 
This is another miracle in the Bank of Connection Church. It's like the poles. It's like the it's yeah. like the everything. Why would we think that God would do anything different? So we're willing to be patient for three we, or four years. We will. <laughs> we will. But we want you to know that God is so far out ahead of us and is protecting us and guiding even the bank. <laughs> and yeah, things, things might change. But for now, for the last how many months, we've been doing 2.9 when we should have, when they wanted 8 or 9%. To God be the glory. To God be the glory in all of this. Yeah. Hallelujah. So here's the question for the morning. What is it that you are hoping for? What is it that you are waiting for? Waiting patiently for. There's the key word. Patiently for. You know, our ultimate hope is Jesus Christ. Amen? God is faithful. We, we can trust God in the waiting. We can be patient. And we can be patient because God is a promise keeper. God keeps God's promises. Many promises. And one of those is Jesus gives us the hope of eternal life through his death and resurrection. Through the cross, our sins are forgiven. Paid for with his blood, the perfect sacrifice. He is the hope of the world. Say Jesus is the hope of the world. It's the hope of the world. Yeah. The hope of the world. I as we just recently uh, looked in the scriptures, I patiently wait for the Lord. My, my whole being waits. And in his word, I put my hope. What about you? What about you? Jesus is the good news. Let's believe it. Let's live it. Let's pray. Most holy God, um, wow. We live in a no-weight world. We, patience is tough some days. And you call, but you call us to wait. To wait patiently. And we can do that because we have the hope that you give us through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, the, the hope that comes with his death and resurrection, that hope that comes with his forgiveness, the hope that comes with his redemption, the hope that comes with a new me, a new us. Most holy God, we, um, we thank you and we praise you and we glorify your holy name. Please give us the strength and the courage to wait patiently and to know that, um, that you are faithful at all times, at all places. And that our waiting will, will result in glory. We thank you, we praise you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. All those gathered said, Amen. Thank you for listening to the message from Connection Community Church. For more information and to find out more about our ministries, you can visit us on our website at justshowup.church. You can also call our church offices at 302-378-7692. Thanks again for listening. 
Connection Community Church, connecting people with Jesus and the new life he offers. <laughs>